Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the Greek poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the Desert Bidel. And it's episode 133. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. We have crossed the threshold into November. Yes, we have. Spooky month is far behind us. Spooky month is gone. No, no more spookiness. No more spookiness. No witches for a year. For a whole year. None of that. Well, maybe some Christmas witches. Christmas witches. <laughs> everyone, loves, everyone loves the traditional Christmas witch. Exactly. Winter witches. Winter witches. Witches Snow for witches. all seasons. Spring witches. Easter witches. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, there'll be none of that this week. None of that, no. But how are you, Nick? I'm all right. I'm looking into the future. Now, full disclosure, people, we have recorded this episode a little in advance. So if the world exploded <laughs> between us recording this and this episode going out, we can only apologize for not having some sort of uh, reverence in our voice. Yes, but also, if the world has exploded, then you have a whole episode of The Poisonous Cabinet to listen to. I know. While it's exploding. Exactly. So, aren't you lucky? We think about this for your benefit. <laughs> We've recorded this in advance because this uh, is the week of Macbeth's the production. Macbeth week. Which we've all been involved in the parent theatre production of Macbeth. Nick is the star for building the most magnificent crates known to man. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck Macbeth. Yeah. Crates. Crates is the way forward. I helped a bit. You helped, You did help a bit. And Terrifyingly, but yeah. you did help. But yes, it is a great production. I'm in it. I'm acting. Acting. Oh my God, the drama. All of the acting on stage. So because of the mania of show week, we've recorded this in advance. So as we said, if if all manner of news things have happened that we should be talking about, if poison has been declared legal, then we'll get to that next well, yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. we get to that next week. It'll be fine. Yeah, nothing could possibly go wrong. But you are well, Nick. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm along. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. We'll see what the future holds. Absolutely. Well, any poisonings this week? Well, who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is the future or the past. I don't know. Are you planning any? Uh, well, I... Well... Have you written any into your journal? <laughs> that would be telling, wouldn't it? <laughs> your month planner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you start off month November, in November, I'm going to achieve these things. I'm going to murder these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's less of a planner, more of a list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very, very much like Arya Stark. I've got a list I recite when I go to bed. Oh, God. <laughs> I can well believe yeah, that of you. Absolutely. 
It's also your list becomes the basis for, for a pitch for the Netflix series as well. <laughs> well, speaking of making massive lists of people you want to kill and uh, then muttering their names as we sleep. What? Where are you going with that? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every now and then you look so shocked at yeah, me about this murder uh, podcast I'm that we do. I'm assuming you were going with the patron things, but then you want to mur- make a list of the patrons you're going to murder. No, no, That doesn't seem very charitable. No, they do Or it. grateful. <laughs> well, speaking of making lists... Which may involve murder or maybe not. Are you now Santa Claus? Making his lists. <laughs> it is winter. It is, it is. It is coming up to the Christmas season. <laughs> and pondering whether or not it's too early to celebrate Christmas, <laughs> I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, we should. Thank you to everyone who has joined us on Patreon who has upgraded. We will get round to naming all of you beautiful, beautiful people next week when we have regained the power of time. But we've caught up with ourselves. Regained the power of time. Yes, that's how time travel works. Right, okay. So uh, have we lost the power of time? Have I had the power of time all along and just not known it? It was in your heart all along, It it was within me all along. (laughs) I just didn't believe. I just didn't believe hard enough. I had it and I lost it. (laughs) But now I've regained it. All is well. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Nick, are you ready? Um, Apparently. Are you sure? (laughs) No. Do we want to get in our time machine and... Drink cocktails and talk about poison. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Or or we could go back in time. I thought that's what we're doing in our time machine. No, or we could go forward in time. Well, that sounds weird. Drink poison and talk about cocktails, but then we go back and it's fine. I'm really confused. Should we just have a drink? Let's just have a drink. I have Yay! no idea what's going on with that one. <laughs> hooray! 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 Let's okay. Go with the first one. Well, it is my story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. So, my story this week, mm. and it's my pick. Mm. And this week's secret ingredient is mm. a train. A train. A Choo-choo train. Oh, lovely. What type of train? It's a old, old-fashioned train. An old-fashioned, old, old-timey train. An old-timey train. Okay. By the power of steam. <laughs> steam. <laughs> Maybe diesel. I don't understand trains. <laughs> I don't know the history of trains. When did the okay. diesel train come in? When did it stop being the steamy, steamy train? 50s. Oh, God, it's before that. So let's go with steam. Oh, no, it's late 1800s. This yeah, tra- let's go uh, with steam. Steam. Yay. Yeah. All two men winching the thing. <laughs> Horsepower train. Yeah, horsepower train. It's a train. There okay. were lots of choices for for ingredients this week, but we thought train. Train, it's good, it's powerful. Did we? Okay. Yes. I wasn't given much choice. There was a big discussion I had with myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we went with train. Okay. But with train as our inspiration, mm. our ingredient, what have you come up with, Nick? Well, like a train. Who doesn't like a train? All right. All right. Do you think handy. you're a big train spotter? No, train spotter, no, I wouldn't say that. Train did have did have a model railway when I was a kid. How big? It was quite big. My dad used to work for Hornby. Oh, he did? Yeah, my dad used to be a draftsman. He used to design all the trains and things and do all the drawings for Hornby. So we had a load of ship. So in the loft, there was a big old train set. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, because Hornby was based in Ramsgate, wasn't Margate. it? Margate. Still Margate. Is. Oh, still is. Still. Is. Oh, bloody hell. I know nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Hornby trains. So, yeah. Oh. So I had loads of train stuff when I was a kid. Was it yours or was it your dad's? Oh, it was my dad's. But I bought a lot of stuff too because I, I like putting the buildings down and making it look pretty. Oh, right. How old were you? <laughs> oh, probably eight, seven, eight, nine. You bought a lot of stuff at eight. <laughs> well, with my pocket money, I used to go to those. There used to be a model railway shop in, in Ramsgate. I used to go and say, I've got five pounds. 
And, I bought, and I bought some hedges. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sheltered life, wasn't it? It was. But I'm also picturing you going upstairs to the loft and going, Daddy, Daddy, may I put these hedges on? And Les just going, no, it's mine. Man. It's my train set. Because I would probably be you, like yeah, that. You, like, would be like, mm. that. Yeah. you would be like that now. I am like that now. You don't let any of your nieces and nephews play with your Lego. No, because they'll smash it up. <laughs> And one of them is like three, and the other one's better at me than Lego. Have you sat them down and had the conversation with them going, with your pocket money, <laughs> you bring Uncle Nick some more Lego. Uh, bring me Lego. <laughs> bring me all your Lego. Okay. No, so I mainly buy them Lego for Christmas, so that I can spend Christmas Day building it with them. <laughs> That's a good tactic. Yeah, it works. I like it. Well, well, with trains, Yeah. Uh, from your train building past... <laughs> My train building pass. Down the railways. Down the railways. I was there with my hammer. (laughs) Just signalmen, just waving (laughs) them in. Uh, What have you come up with? So, this week, Mm. with trains, Mm. I'm having a flying Scotsman. Yay! That's a train. That is a train. It's a train. It's a a real train, a steam train. Fancy. It's a fast train. Yes. We see it sometimes. We do. We do. It comes through Canterbury. It does. And everyone lines up at the railway tracks. Flying Scotsman. Yes, I confuse it sometimes with the Flying Dutchman. That's very different. That is a very different vibe, mainly because the Dutchman's a boat. And it flies and it's a ghost ship. It doesn't fly, no. Does it not? No. You're, it you're now thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that. Yeah, flying yeah. Dutchman does not fly. Well, what does it do? It's a, it's a boat. Oh, it's but just a boat? It's, it's a boat, but it's a boat that can never make harbour. Oh. It can never go into harbour, so it's the, the people on board are doomed to sail the seas forever. That's a ghost ship. Yeah, it's a ghost ship. It's not oh, a, right. It doesn't fly. It's not a flying ghost ship. I thought it flew. No, it's called the Flying Dutchman. It doesn't right. actually fly. Good. I'm glad you're here to point yeah. out Neither that... does the train fly <laughs> to Scotland. <laughs> just so... <laughs> I think we need to be more careful about the description of things here. I, I think so around me, because clearly I take them literally. And then don't join the two together, yeah. apparently. Does the fly Scotsman? Does it fly? Does it no, fly? I heard somewhere that it flew Did based you? on its title. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've Good. seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang a few too many times, I feel. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Never gets old. So, the flying Scotsman. I yes. am excited. I'm intrigued to see if it will take flight. No. <laughs> uh, I hope it has steam coming out of it. Very possibly. Well, I think it is time for us to chug into the poisonous <laughs> cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So Nick, the flying Scotsman. The flying Scotsman. Has often seen through the sky. <laughs> it's ghostly train likeness. Flying through the sky. Come, no, little children, I'll train you away. No, none of that. But it, oh, it looks, it looks like a grown-up drink, Nick. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's a grown-up drink. It's in a tumbler, big old cube of ice, clinky, 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 clinky. and it's a brown, brown, it's a brown drink. So we've gone away from all of the spooky pleasantries of yeah, none of, of that, October. no pleasantries anymore. Uh, no, we're deep into winter now. Absolutely, mm. we need to be warm. We need to be cozy. We need to be spirit forward. And you seem confident on that. Well, I, well, I, it's definitely spirit forward. If it's going to be any good or not, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> spirit forward, we're not lacking. It may be bad, but we'll be drunk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll be happy. Okay, so um, oh, that smells of alcohol. That's, good. And chlorine. What? I can't smell anything. <laughs> Never ask me that. Chlor- chlorine? I don't know why. Not getting, not getting the chlorine myself. I must admit. Oh no, there's, oh, there's scents. There's, there's, there's aromas. There's aromas. There's aromas. Oh good. There are ingredients. One loves an aroma. Okay. Should we dive in? <laughs> let's, let's have a bit. Oh, let's, let's do it. Okay. All right. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh. 
immediately. Ooh, now that's more like it. <laughs> that's what we want we recorded another episode earlier today and nick uh nearly cried at how disappointing the cocktail was i thought we were gonna have to stop the episode <laughs> nick is now beaming yep grinning like the cheshire cat that'll do it that that is a lot of flavor there's a lot going on there there's, there's, there's not oh. but it's it's my <laughs> By a strangely happy noise. You turned into your man from the fall show. <laughs> I really spirits. Very drunk. Marvelous. Okay. Well, Nick's happy. It's probably a good thing he's not reading this week's episode. I'm going to try so. again. Hang on. Well, it's it. Oh, it was an assault on the senses, though. Oh, that was a big gulp. But a fun assault. The jolly kind of assault. No, oh, that's tasty. Yeah. That's tasty. Nom, 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 nom. There's nothing. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. All those um, noises. Well, it's making us make noises. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. Okay. Well, Nick, what's happening? Uh, only good thing. Uh, <laughs> it tastes good things from the glass. Whiskey. <sighs> blended, blended scotch. Oh, a scotch. Okay. Yeah, a scotch. Not usually a fan of the, the scotch myself. Maybe not. This. Yeah. Mm. It works. Some sweet vermouth. Mm. Oh, we're in good territory yeah. here. Drop of sugar syrup and some bitters. That's it. That's your lot. Stir with some lovely ice so it's nice and cooled. Mm. Strain over a big chunk of ice in your tumbler. Oh, it's good. Marvellous. You eye. see every time. Every time. A brown with drink. Fewer ingredients. Fewer ingredients, absolutely. Fewer ingredients. It's the way forward. Better flavour. Better flavour. And that that's a long drink. Yeah, it's a big... Yeah, I was surprised, actually. Mm. Well, I mean, there's a big chunk of ice in there, which is taking up a big old space. But um, oh, that's a sipping, mm. sipping. That is an absolute banger for winter. Yep. We are cold people. We can't turn the heating on. Absolute treat. Okay. Well, Nick, seeing as we have our flying Scotsman mm. firmly in hand, yeah, I've just gotten that it's Scotch and flying Scotsman. I don't understand words clearly today. <laughs> I thought the train flew because it had flying in it. Didn't put that together. And Scotch. Scotch? What? Oh, the yeah. Scotch. Oh, the Scotsman. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, look at that. That's crazy. Sometimes I wonder how I get up in the mornings. And, as do we all. And dress because <laughs> it's it's not a good thing. I, it's, it's good that I work from home most of the time because this is an incident that's yeah. happening here. This has become a problem. <laughs> but we have our flying Scotsman in hand. Yeah, we do. Trying to keep them rained onto the ground. And the steam pouring from their gizzards. <laughs> Trains have gizzards. Yeah, didn't you know that? Did I not? I didn't oh know that. Oh my god. I feel stupid now. Yeah, train enthusiast over there doesn't know about the train gizzard. The train gizzards. It's famed. If you find it, you get an egg. <laughs> oh, it's not going well. Or is it going brilliantly? <laughs> With our cocktails family in hand. Are you ready for a story, Nick? Yes. Let's tell me a story. Have a story. Well, the secret ingredient this week was a train. It was. And I'm just going to get it out there. We're on a train. This is a good start. Okay. We are on a train. The train is focal point of the good. story. If no like one. A, a train had gone by at one point, <laughs> then that would have been like. <laughs> well, I'll come back to that point. Okay. Because I'd love to know from a different perspective the kind of people who spot crimes on trains. Because this is more common than you would think. People in the olden times would spot many a thing happening on a train in the olden times because trains went so slowly. 
And you've got That's loads true. of crimes being reported by people mm. who went, I saw this happen on the train, but I thought nothing of it. <laughs> mm. Random random train knowledge. When, where, yeah, when trains fir- first came in, first of all, they, they had um, hoardings along the side of the tracks because I thought anyone going at that speed would go entirely insane. <laughs> so people in the in that train surely the human being is not designed to travel at more than five miles an hour um <laughs> 40 miles an hour my god their so, brains will come out of their exactly heads. so they, they were actually hoardings up alongside the tracks <laughs> to stop witnesses who were just walking by seeing these people just their heads exploding um and all sorts just in case <laughs> but then also at the time before sort of trains had lights and things like that when you were going through a tunnel it all got a bit scary it did so women had put pins in their mouths to stop being kissed by random people in the train. What? So, what? So, uh, so, so you're yeah. gonna need to break that shit down for well, me. Well, no. So if you're in a, you're in a dock in a train carriage with someone, so perhaps some unscrupulous chap who might try and steal a kiss when the train went through a tunnel right. or something like that, women would would put a pin in their mouth, just hold the hold between between their between teeth. their teeth, just in case someone did come and in for a sneaky kiss, they would get stabbed. Right. I, I'm going to break something to you, Nick. I don't think that it was actually in the mouth that they were putting anything. <laughs> because also, what man is going to go under cover of darkness? I shall steal a peck on her lips. He's going to go right for certain areas. Well, no, I feel this is a more, a more innocent time. Oh, bless you. Bless I'm... your heart. That woman was lining up pins <laughs> and her garter because any guy is going to try and like, I, I've got but five seconds yeah, through this exactly. tunnel. Uh, this, this tunnel is like 15 seconds long gotta make my chance wherever he puts his hand it's a pin cushion that's what it is why have you brought a hedgehog onto this that could be entirely apocryphal but i heard it somewhere it yeah fondle this you bastard <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's that's so good oh a woman sitting there before she gets to the tunnel i like side-eyeing all the guys like lining up the pins in her mouth like gonna, just try it you just try it mate <laughs> and then she swallows one accidentally <laughs> And jokes. I mean, it could be bollocks, but it sounds fun. <laughs> no, it's 100% true. It's based on nothing, but it's 100% true. Someone told me in a pub one day. Therefore, it must be true. It must be true. Or I saw it on the telly. Therefore, mm. it must be true. Love it. There we go. How did we get onto this? I don't know, that's my train way. fact. The only thing I know about no, trains. No, but people people seeing strange yes, things on the on other trains. side of trains. trains. And you were saying about the hoardings yes, that's, in the that's olden times. Yes. People and then say. the girl on the train was written, and that would, like, they the first draft was thrown out because there weren't enough pins in it. <laughs> But anyway... Anyway, moving on. Get out with your story. Come on. <laughs> on board a train. We are boarding a train. Now, we covered back in Spooky October, spooky train stories. Oh, and we, we covered a bona fide murder in one of our Patreon episodes. Yes. Um, and that led me to a big fat stack of resources on crimes, murders, horrible things that have happened on the British railways. Well, we've had a few. There's been a few trunks with bits in. There are trunks with bits in. Um, that have yes. been left. Like Brighton, we have one in Brighton. In the station or in a hotel, yeah. they've usually been transported unbeknownst. Like left luggage sort of yes. things at the station. It's a good place for dumping a, a trunk with a head in or something. Indeed, indeed. But we do have a case where a crime happened, was committed on a train. The train was the focal point of it. Now, there's a few stories, and maybe a couple of people are thinking of some unsolved crimes where bodies and corpses were found on trains and they are fascinating they're short on they're not short on detail they're short on story <laughs> they're short on actual facts <laughs> oh no the facts are fine it's just like this person was murdered and there they were okay yeah that's boring delving into the resources of the wonderful the british transport police and then that opens up a whole google hole where you find all sorts of newspaper articles led me to this story 
Ironically, it did occur on the same stretch of track that appeared in the Patreon episode Ooh. that we talked about recently, the London to Brighton. London to Brighton, yes. Service. It passes through the Merthsham Tunnel, the same spot where a certain young woman met mm. a horrible mm. fate. But, but, we're not going to the Merthsham Tunnel. Okay. But come with me now, Nick. Come with I me will. on a journey. For it is 2 p.m. on Monday, the 27th of June, 1881. Jack the Ripper. No, he's not. (laughs) He's on a train. Lovely seaside trip to Brighton. Journaling. (laughs) In several years' time, I will do terrible things. Terrible, terrible things. Today, I'm going to the seaside. I'm going to the seaside. I'm going to get some cockles. And we are in Preston Park Station, just outside of Brighton. Do, Do know it well. No, not in the slightest. Good, okay, fine. That saves me from having to share any facts about that station. <laughs> nope, never heard of it. It's a nice day. Okay. Everyone is bustling about, happy. Uh, ticket collector Richard Gibson is chatting away to passengers, taking their ticket stubs. It was those times when you had ticket collectors and the age of steam. Oh, everyone is passing pleasantries as they leave or they board the trains. But the inspector notices a man step out of a first-class carriage. Seems a little unsteady on his feet. The man steps onto the platform. Inspector saunters over just to make sure, you know, do we have someone who's had a few mm, too many? Yeah, yeah. When he gets closer, he sees that the man does not seem well at all. Oh. He's pale, and as he turns more towards him, he sees the man is covered in blood. That's less good. The victim of some horrible attack. He sees the man is not wearing his hat, his collar and his tie are missing. A watch chain is dangling from his boot, not on his waistcoat. He's in a terrible state and the inspector you know, calls for aid. They manage to get hold of this guy who is absolutely distraught. He manages to find the words to implore for help because he has been attacked. He's been attacked on the train by two men. Mm-hmm. It was just before they eventually surmise that the train entered the darkness of the Mersham Tunnel. It's a scary tunnel. Lots of unpleasant things going on there. And tunnels are long mm. when you don't have lights. Yeah. There's no gas lamps in the tunnel. No. There's no gas lamps on the train. train. Pins are plenty. Exactly. He had no pins. He had no pins. And two men chanced upon his carriage and they thought, hey. As they entered the darkness of the tunnel, the pair of thugs stormed into his compartment, dealt him a vicious blow over the head, knocking him out cold. This poor man, completely disorientated soaked in blood everyone is like this is this is a terrible terrible scene richard gibson insists that he accompanies the man to brighton mm. he informs the rest of the station staff you know cover everything i'm gonna go with you we're going to go to the police station immediately good for him the man thanks him so much it's still in the days where they give someone a, your card yeah to introduce yes. yourself your and, card. and the poor man does does indeed still fish out his <laughs> card and please please take my card my like, name. honestly you're fine <laughs> <Yeah>. mate <laughs> you're bleeding all over the station hands over his card and the name is percy lefroy on the card Fancy. but 21 years old oh young percy a young man but quite slight mm. doesn't look like the strongest man in the world mm. prime target for thieves mm, for thugs As they travel, the man tries to recall anything he can about his attackers, but he is scared and shaken. Gibson, the inspector, also when he gets to the train station in Brighton, points out the watch chain in his boot and says, what what happened with the watch chain? And he said, Percy says, no, that's mine. This this watch chain is mine. I keep it there for safekeeping. Thank goodness, thank goodness Mm. the thieves couldn't have snatched it. But quite dishevelled he is, arriving in Brighton, Percy again speaks to the station master and then he goes to the Brighton police station to give his complaint, to give them his account. 
He will go to the hospital first for treatment Good. for these wounds because obviously, the, uh, yeah, indeed. And while the railway staff wire messages back and forth, right? We need to find out what's happened here. We need to inspect the train, find out where mm. these culprits are. These crazed robbers who are preying on the young and the innocent and the frail. We need to hand out rich. more pins <laughs> as they do their investigations. They go into the first class train carriage. And they find the floors, the door handle, a handkerchief and a newspaper, everything in there covered in blood. Oh. Absolutely. That's a lot of blood. And... A lot of blood spatter around. Yeah. A lot of blood. A true horror scene. Clearly a fierce fight mm. has taken place here. They also find three bullet holes in the wall. Christ, okay. But Percy, I mean, Percy is still, he's still walking, well, he's injured, but he's still, he's still alive. He's still alive. He's completely disorientated, yeah. according to the reports there. That's, he's disorientated. Yeah. He's sort of saying he was attacked. He was hit. Was he shot? I don't know. I think maybe they find these bullet holes. Right, right now a gun's involved. Yeah. What the hell has What's happened to this man? And, and, and where are these people? Yeah. Meanwhile, Percy is being treated at the hospital for his wounds. And he's about to head back to the police station. His wounds are actually quite minor. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking, I know if Percy's as innocent as we think in this. Well, the the doctor is dabbing out all of this blood that's across yeah. his forehead, across his neck. There's all sorts of marks across his neck, finger marks across his neck where he's been grabbed. Uh, I think it's not his blood. He's mopping them up and the doctor's like, hmm, just very, very small mm. cut on your skin. Seems oh. a bit super... Official. Oh, Percy, what have you been doing? So much so that the doctor would like to keep Percy back and the hospital authorities are going, oh, we need a few words with this man. Hmm. You know, underneath maybe it's a paper cut or a splinter oh, yeah. that he has. But Percy cannot stay. He cannot stay at the hospital and there's no reason to detain him. He has to go to the police station to make hmm. his complaint, to talk about what has happened. And also he has a very, very, very pressing appointment in London. <sighs> That he has to get to. Oh, Percy. Okay, you've just arrived in Brighton. Yeah. And now now you have to go back to an appointment. Does Mm. Percy know where London is? Yeah. Mm. But at the police station, Percy goes in. He gives his statement as much of a description as possible of his attackers. But he really has such little memory of what happened. But he'll happily put up a reward. He'll put up a reward for any information that will lead to the capture of these blackguards. Mm. But he also can't stress enough that he has to get back to London very, very soon. Okay. Now, it's it's starting to feel a little bit weird. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. It's weird, but what do the police have to keep him? They have no reason to detain him. All they have is blood in a carriage. Maybe there's some gunshots. An injured man, maybe not as badly injured as they thought. Oh, certainly not three bullet wounds worth no (laughs) or any bullet wounds worth someone has been shot somewhere indeed he goes to brighton station along the way he's bought himself a new collar and tie it said well one must look one's best it's not said in detail that i could find anywhere easily 
but it is reported that he behaved so strangely at Brighton's train station that he that the British Transport Police actually pulled him into an office to have a word with him. <laughs> You're right, mate. <laughs> now, I don't know what he was doing, whether he was cackling and rubbing his hands or whether he was just very nervous and yeah. edgy or he was speaking Flemish to a pigeon. Who I knows? Mean, yeah, I mean, that would, that would do it. None I'm going of, potentially with a nervous vibe. Maybe. Yeah. None of these reasons are... a. Are, are enough to no. detain a man you can't arrest a man for being nervous exactly it's weird but we can't arrest you or keep you for anything and he's saying i want to get back to london i've been attacked leave me alone so of course they have mm. to let him go the only thing that they can maybe think of at this time is that did did percy mean himself harm okay I hadn't, he, I hadn't made that connection was he on a train carriage and was he trying to kill himself now, this is still a crime, suicide. Yes, 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 yes. In 1881, I but believe. He, but if, yeah, no, well, yeah, indeed. But also, if he tried to shoot himself and missed three times, I'm feeling he didn't do a very good job of the thing. Well, obviously, he's walking around alive. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no bullet wounds on him. No. But they found three bullet holes in the carriage. So he's a really shit shot. <laughs> if he Quite was possibly. trying to do himself in. <laughs> They're thinking, is this a, some stupid accident? He's trying to do himself harm. He's yeah. trying to harm himself. He's getting nervous. He's getting worked up. Okay, it's a crime. However, do we maybe want to turn a blind eye to this? Do yeah. we not want to pull it out too much? That's the only thing they can think of right then and there as they are clueless to anything else that's happening and you know they're, they're, they're investigating the rest of the line they do search him while he's at brighton train station i believe not at the police station mm -hmm. when they search him they find two hanoverian medals on his person oh, and do you know okay. what the hanoverian medal is n i'm assuming some sort of military now award it is, it is. It's my understanding is, unless there was some deviation or some variation that I'm not aware of, it's a Hanoverian Waterloo medal. And oh. it is specifically given out to soldiers who fought in the Battle of Waterloo. It's a very composite way of saying it. Um, the, these medals in particular cannot be traded, cannot be passed mm. on to soldiers. That that can happen. It has to stay in the family. It has to stay with them. So they're all going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's a war hero, this Is man. he a war hero? This veteran. Well, he doesn't look 100 years old. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> Waterloo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. the timelines are not quite matching up here. Bit <laughs> He's 21. Yeah, but is it an heirloom? Is it an heirloom? Yeah. A, a, yes, a father, a grandfather. Exactly. They have to stay in the family. So what are these doing? And, and as they ask him, Percy says, "I have no idea how they got there." Right. Yeah. I'm Percy is, is getting less trustworthy as he goes. I have to say. Mm. Please tap the medals. Yeah, these are fake. <gasps> Percy. Counterfeit. Counterfeit medals, Counterfeit. Indeed. They're called counterfeit coins in some reports, but they, because the medals look like coins. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's got counterfeit coins. We still can't detain this man for just having two counterfeit coins because he's not saying that he had them. He's not admitting anything. It's like, yeah. okay, okay. He's not right. trying to pass them off as anything. No, no. Say, yeah. No reason to arrest him. They let him go. They let him get onto his train to London. But for his own safety and also for their peace of mind, he is escorted by Detective Sergeant Holmes. Oh, nice. <laughs> George Holmes. It's George not Holmes. Sherlock. Yeah, it's I, not Sherlock. I had assumed as, that it wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> he was undercover. Undercover. <laughs> He's the greatest detective of them all. <laughs> and no. also entirely fictional. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up. I ruined the story. <laughs> Nick, I think you'll find he lived in Baker Street. That's a real place. No, DS yes. <laughs> Holmes. 
is going to accompany him on his journey home. His sister's house in Surrey is where he is lodging at the time. So the police are going to take him home. And while they travel back to London, the police thought they better search the rest of the line to see if the mystery attackers have jumped off the train, Mm -hmm. if there's any clues to what has happened in this carriage. Wise. And it's not long before they find something, not in the Merthstrom tunnel, but in the Balcom tunnel. Oh. And what they find... Is it a shot person? Is a dead body. (laughs) The body of an old man. The chap has fallen, of course, from the train, but he's also been stabbed and shot. (gasps) They wear his medals. The man they quickly ID as a corn merchant named Isaac Gold who used the line regularly, was known to many people. He was also wealthy. He regularly carried a lot of cash on him. But he had no money on him when he was found. Mm. His watch and chain were missing. Oh, Percy, you're a wrong one. Near the body, the police find a blood-stained knife. At least throw the murder weapon out yeah. at another stop. Absolutely, yeah. This is not well planned. I mean, it's good for us actually catching you <laughs> as murders. Us, us, yes, us. I, it's all, all us. We do it. 140 <laughs> years later. Oh, it's definitely us. We have cracked the case, We're guys. Brilliant. The station master at Balcom Station sends a telegram to Three Bridges to try and incept D.S. Holmes reading, Man found dead this afternoon in tunnel here. Name on papers, I Gold. He is now lying here, reply quick. <laughs> Stinking up the place he is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's now lying here. He's right, he's right in the way he is. <laughs> I mean, bloody hell. <laughs> a further telegram was sent by Brighton police to Holmes. He's intercepting this at every station while sitting with Percy. <laughs> and the Brighton police tell him, don't let Percy out of your sight. Uh, we don't have the actual transcript of that telegram, but it's like, just, just keep an eye on him. He gets both telegrams. He's pretty snug, like, I've got this guy. I like that. He's sitting in the carriage, face of steel, not showing any. He's reading these telegrams, going, giving nothing away. Complete poker face in that carriage. If it was me, I'd be going, oh my God, it's you. Oh no, shit. Looking up, he's like, I'm just going to open the telegram. Oh Oh my God. What have you you done? You killed a man. Yeah. No. (laughs) I mean, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if anyone told Percy what had been found out, whether word ever reaches him, whether DS, you know, whether mm. the, the, the detective sergeant does indeed keep the poker face or is twitching with excitement and just going, <laughs> <laughs> I got a murderer. I got a murderer. Well, well, Percy clearly is getting a bit antsy because the DS simply won't leave him alone. He says, just, I just want to go back to London. Then I'm going to go back to my lodgings. You don't need to go with me. I need to get home. And no. the DS is like, no, I'll come with you. I'll come with you to London. I'll come with you to your connection to Surrey. I'll walk you home. Can I come into your house? Can I come there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm really, really keen to see, your ornaments that's what I want and at the home at the home of his sister Percy turns to the DS who's outside and says I I, I just need to I need to get changed I'm sorry I'm covered in blood this is gross I need to just go and get changed and then we'll come out and you know whatever needs to happen is fine and the DS is like okay but be quick now and Percy's like of course of course I will and he walks through the front door and out the back door and runs away nice (laughs) <laughs> and I think the DS Holmes was standing there standing outside going oh, oh it's taking a long time getting changed for hours <laughs> hours 
It's night, the moon is up. Oh dear. The milkmen are doing their rounds. Very trusting the police these days. He is. Those days. And he's standing there kind of going, okay, well, I'm going to give him another three hours and then I'm <laughs> bloody well going in there. That's it. No, he's Those just. Collars <laughs> are a nightmare. They take an age. <laughs> the starch that we have to put into all of our clothes, Percy is gone, is just gone. <laughs> And at the time that D.S. Holmes is sitting outside or standing outside, probably standing to attention the whole time, you'd think Percy would probably run further. But no, he's just gone. He doesn't get very far. <laughs> the pub mm. on the corner. <laughs> probably did have time to stop off. The police, on hearing that Percy has run, they send out a description. They alert the masses that there is a man on the loose wanted for murder. And for the first time ever, Nick... Oh, they issue a description to the press. Ooh, fancy. That results in the first ever composite picture to appear on a wanted poster in the press in the UK. Mm. So it is the first sketch of a villain on Mm. the run to appear in the UK press. (laughs) And I think that's time for a drink. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So Nick. Okay. The Daily Telegraph runs this poster, this wanted poster with the headline, Murder! 200 pound reward for the capture of Percy Lefroy Mapleton, his real name. Oh, we've got a Mapleton now. Yes, it's Percy Lefroy Mapleton. And here is his description given in full. Age, 22. I think technically it was 21. Middle height. Mm -hmm. Very thin. Sickly appearance, Mm. scratches on throat, wounds on head, probably clean shaven, 
Low felt hat, black coat, teeth much discoloured. He is very round-shouldered, and his thin overcoat hangs in awkward folds about his spare figure. (laughs) His forehead and chin are both receding. He has a slight moustache and very small dark whiskers. His jawbones are prominent, his cheeks sunken and sallow, and his teeth fully exposed when laughing. His upper lip is thin and drawn inwards. His eyes are grey and large. His gait is singular. A singular gait. Like it. He is inclined to slouch, and when not carrying a bag, his left left hand is usually in his pocket. That's some detail going on there. He generally carries a crutch stick. Okay. I mean that's that's a that's a damn good description. That of the is man. that that is a lot of padding in there yeah. as well. I will say, it's <laughs> a lot going on there. So it's the first description, but also the the, the hand. Well, his hand isn't there. It's usually in his pocket. Yeah. If you can't see his hand, look in his pocket. They've 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 created a character. Now I will share the picture uh-huh. of your man uh, for this week's episode notes, and there are various sketches later on. They're brilliant. This one. <laughs> Because of that prose, I don't know what you've come up with in your head, mm. but the picture on the wanted poster does make him look in profile like a weird bowler hat wearing rat man. <laughs> okay. I mean, the just it's it's so bad. Should, should I should I be googling this? Go Google away. Oh God, <laughs> that is a bizarre look. I mean, it looks like a rat man. Yes, that's yes. him. That's him. That's... And it's like his his head is entirely forward from his body. It really is. And it's like he's, he's got like a strap. It looks like he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. I think that's his sideburns, but it actually looks like a strap on his hat. <laughs> that it's not. It's not a good look, Percy. And and bear that in mind, because I think Percy saw this and was very upset by it. I think he was upset by it, and that yeah. will come into bearing okay. soon, in my opinion. And I think you'll agree in yours. <laughs> But now this description, this sketch of this man, a murder suspect, interest in the case is massive. This is a sketch that's appeared in the national papers, in the Daily Telegraph. Everyone is seeing Percy everywhere. Reported (laughs) sightings in towns, in houses, in your groceries, everywhere, everywhere. You'll see him in the letters. At the inquest for poor Isaac Gold, the officers involved in the case, the police officers are torn to shreds for being idiots for letting Percy walk free, for not picking up on the obvious signs of a murder having taken place. A verdict of willful murder is returned by Coroner Wynne Baxter, who worked on the Ripper murders. Oh, very good. Mm. Later. Not, not at the yes, time. Yes, yes, I assume so. He was building up to that. <laughs> Percy is named as the culprit. Now, after one million billion trillion reports to i've seen percy here i've seen seen percy there it's not long before percy is found on the 8th of july he was lodging in a house in stepney didn't get far didn't get far i know he's in surrey stepney east london yeah go north mate go north (laughs) he is lodging there under the name park he's been staying in a tiny room with the blinds drawn Mm. every day and night he doesn't leave when he does leave it's under cover of darkness and he's not really communicating with his landlady named Mrs. Bickers. Nice. It's a classic landing. Mrs. Bickers, like it. He said at the time he was an engraver who needed peace and quiet. Okay. Because famously they're quiet. Yeah. Sorts. Well, the landlady needed money. 
and she gets very, very interested in his business. Mm. Now, she claims to be an upstanding citizen and like really having nothing to do with this man. She is going through his mail. She's <laughs> peeping through the keyhole. And if he had just laid low, maybe things would have died down and maybe he felt the pressure from the landlady to pay the rent mm. that was due. But he sends a telegram to his old employers asking for his wages to be sent to that boarding house. Mm. The telegram reads, now, some of the names in this code, pseudonyms, it seems like he's used pseudonyms okay. a lot in his life. From G. Clark, 32 Smith Street, Stepney, to S. Seal at J.T. Hutchinson's, which is, I yeah, think yeah. was where he worked, yeah. Grisham Street, London. Please bring me my wages this evening, about eight, without fail. Flower tomorrow, not 33. That is never explained. I don't understand. <laughs> Ooh. Mystery codes. <laughs> Secret codes. Not 33 maybe is his old address. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. But flower tomorrow. Flower tomorrow. And it's fl- his flower is in actual baking flour. Right, not is it? Okay. Mm. And, and and anyone who has heard this story and knows what that means, please tell me. Yeah, because that's I, Everyone was like, yeah, no, that was just a thing he sent. As a result of this telegram, some one tipped off the police i'm not going to say it's the landlady but it was definitely the landlady mm. nosy nosy woman the police <laughs> go into percy's room they find his blood-stained clothes he was taken into custody and percy said i'm not obliged to say anything and i think it better not to make any answer the police officer wrote this down in his notebook and read it back to percy who added I will qualify that by saying I'm not guilty. <laughs> okay, just add that in there at the end. <laughs> Big speech there, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not guilty. I mean, write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Maybe this is around the time as the trial grows near that the fame of being the first person who had been sketched in the press as a murder suspect has stung Percy in more ways than one. Mm, the poster is... It's not flattering. It's yeah. not flattering. And when Percy stood trial... At Maidstone Assizes, he insisted that he be allowed to wear full evening dress in court so he could impress the jury, including a fabulous silk top hat. Nice. Big hat. Everyone loves a big hat. All the reports were that he wavered between being obsessed with his appearance and then looking utterly sick at the evidence (laughs) that was before him. Yeah. From the Penny Illustrated paper, a great resource if ever there was one in November 1881. And this is the energy I think I would channel. It was curious to note the change that took place in Mapleton's bearing and demeanour whenever he caught sight of an artist from one of the illustrated papers (laughs) in the act of sketching him. He suddenly brightened up and if I'm not mistaken, assumed a studied pose for the occasion. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sitting there chewing his nails. One has to look one's best in these things. Sweating, terrified, and as soon as he sees someone sketching him, he just sort of like strikes a pose. Strikes a pose, absolutely. Okay, okay, and chest out and shoulders back and read a book to see that you're, you know, knowledgeable and look off wistfully. Check your watch, it's fine. Yeah, many witnesses came forward to testify that he had been pawning clothes regularly. He had pawned and then rebought a revolver at his same pawn shop that he frequented. Many railway staff came forward to confirm that they had seen Percy at London getting into the same carriage as Isaac Gold and that no one could have gotten into the carriage without them without being seen. Isaac Gold's widow 
testified in court about how happy he was, about oh, how he was going Isaac. about his daily business, standing there in widow's weeds, just heartbroken, really sad. There was even a woman from Hawley who testified that she had seen two men struggling in a train carriage as it passed her <laughs> home. Which is, again, harks back to what we yeah. said. People saw crimes, but also people saw people getting it on. <laughs> and that happened a lot, and no one ever reported it. No, well, you're not going to, are you? We've got a few examples of people who see crimes being committed, mm. and they just assume, like, oh, everyone's getting a little bit frisky. Everyone's had a jolly time there. Yeah, that woman in Hawley had a chair out ready with a glass of wine. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, who's shagging who on the 1640 from Brighton? It transpired that Percy Lefroy Mapleton was flat broke and had gone to the train that day to rob a passenger. His original plan was to rob a woman. Oh. But he settled on the elderly Isaac Gold, thinking he was wealthy and also frail enough that he yeah. could overcome him easily. Easy to do. But clearly Isaac put up a fight. Yeah, so it would seem. He fought him to the last, resulting in his horrific death. The jury took just 10 minutes to return <laughs> a guilty verdict. In pronouncing the sentence, Lord Coleridge... Not, not that not, guy. Not that culture. Remarked, you have been convicted on the clearest evidence of a most ferocious murder. A murder perpetrated on a harmless old man who had done you no wrong. He was perhaps unknown to you. You have been rightly convicted and it is right and just that you should die. Oh. Percy replied, the day will come when you will know that you have murdered me. Oh. Mm. Now, Percy would confess to the crime. <laughs> yeah, okay. But then he retracted it. And he was hanged on the 29th of November, 1881. But his hanging, there's an interesting subnote to this. Okay. Because there's a rather deliciously detailed first-person account of his execution in the Daily Telegraph <laughs> in 1881. Now, I don't want to set that up as in, like, this is lurid detail of, like, no. what the hell are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> okay. It is a piece written, you've got to think about it like a feature, like a columnist in today's press, who is sort of slightly full of smug self-satisfaction <laughs> yeah. and who is going to report on something with very beautifully lyrical detail. Yeah. But like, look at me, I'm going to judge this scenery that I see. And in this piece... The person really does paint a picture of turning up at Lewis Jail. So Lewis Jail, the way they paint it, it may as well have been a cottage with a garden next to it <laughs> and a charming little gallows outside because they do say that the prison bounded up on one side, the, the yard where the gallows were constructed was bounded up on one side by the prison and on three others high walls and contained at one end a row of celery trenches carefully banked up. Okay. So they were growing some celery. They were growing some celery. At the end, however, facing where the vegetables were grown, the closest to the corner of the prison were two objects which forced themselves upon the view. In the right-hand corner rose a couple of thick black posts with a huge cross piece and from which dangled a staple and a long, thick rope. And in the other corner, about ten yards distance, an open grave. Well, that'll do it. So this reporter is describing this execution and this visit to Lewis Jail without whether they know that Lefroy is there. Mm. This is a description. The executioner and the person who has built the gallows, William Marwood, is painted as just an excitable little puppy. 
<laughs> he is running around. Hello, doffing his hat to everyone, carrying the straps that he's about to bind up the prisoner with. He's got a with. job to do. Oh, he's dead proud of his gallows. Yeah. It is reported that he's going, oh, yeah, that rope you see, quoth he, he gazed admiringly at the crossbar of Blackwood, is two and a half inches round. I've hung nine with it. It's the same I used yesterday. Yeah. He's a, he's a man who's proud at his craft, as Indeed. terrifying as that might be. When Percy is bound up with Marwood's leather straps to be taken to the gallows, it's said that he's wearing a suit, an old suit of greyish tweed. He was so tightly pinioned that afterwards I observed his, as in the journalist, his wrists were bruised, his hat was off and his hair was somewhat disarranged. He had not been shaved for some time and he was being hurried along by his executioner in a disquieting tone. <laughs> Give him a break, he's, he's a, about to die. Uh, the executioner's a busy man, he's got stuff to do. His pallor was so unearthly he presented the appearance of one who was already dead. Wrong. He muttered as he went to the gallows, I hope the rope will not break, because he'd obviously heard about the long drop. Mm. Um, he barely makes it to the step when Mar was pushing him up the steps, like, come on, come on, not in a nasty way, like, mm. hey, I'm going to hang someone today, yay. It's commented on by the journalist that he doesn't think that Marwood is intending to be rough with the victim, but he feels that this whole process of getting him up on the gallows, putting the white cap and the mm. bag over his head and the reading of the prayers is prolonging his agony. It's a bit too enthusiastic and yeah. It is. And maybe some pain was caused to the mm. prisoner, you know, doesn't excuse the crimes that were committed. But Lefroy was dropped through the trapdoor, his neck snapped instantly. I'll do it. But he would later be immortalised in the Chamber of Horrors oh at Madame God. Tussauds. <laughs> Obviously, as the greatest criminal who ever Absolutely. lived. <laughs> so that is the story of oh. Percy Lefroy Mapleton. Good trainy story. Murder on the trains. Oh, see, at the beginning there, you had me rooting for Percy. What's happened to Percy? Mm. And you flipped it on me. <laughs> <laughs> Percy was a wrong one all along. The British Transport Police are marvellous mm. in their archives and the accounts that they have of these crimes because they know how to tell a story mm, when they lay it too. out and you're kind of like, oh my God. And there's loads of resources on the story and there's all the older newspaper clippings as well, which I read through. But yeah, it's it's one of those where you go, who's, who, who's really responsible for this? I don't know. And they also have accounts of, there's a fascinating story on the British Transport Police Archive as well, of a man who really was trying to kill himself. And for a long time, the police were investigating it as a murder. Mm. Uh, attempted murder. Attempted murder. This man got off the train and he said he had been shot. And wow. actually what had happened is he tried to kill himself and he was so bound up in his kind of like his clothes. Yeah. He was too ashamed to say that I tried to kill myself and he didn't mm. want his family to lose on the insurance. Yeah. And so, yeah, they see a lot of shit on yeah, trains. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Well, very good. Like what do you well. think then? Well, it was a bit of a wrong really. <laughs> <laughs> Just went in there trying to, I will find a lady to rob. So he's obviously got on the train that day going, I'm going to rob someone. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happens to be this old chap 
this old boy sitting there having a lovely jolly time mm. and who put up a bit of a fight. I don't know if the medals were his. Yeah. I think it was... If they were counterfeit, probably not. Counterfeit, yeah. I think he was trying to trade them. So he went yeah. to a pawn shop all the time, all the time trying to trade goods. Mm. But there you go. Well, that is the story of Percy Lefroy Mapleton and murder on trains. What do you think, people? Are there more train murders, dastardly <laughs> crimes, apart from murder on the Orange Express? That was or, a real story. Or murder on the blue train. That is also, is also a very story. good story. Are there other real life <laughs> murder mysteries that you'd like us to tackle, you'd like us to try and solve on this podcast? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode wherever you listen to your podcast. Talk to us on social media. But most importantly, oh. you got to mix up a flying Scotsman. A flying Scotsman. That went down a treat. I mean, that was great. That was good. That was, that was a good one. We've had a, yeah, I mean, last week, this one, bloody brilliant. Absolutely delicious. Really good. Really simple. Ingredients that you will have at home. Definitely give it a go. We are back on track, people. Yep, absolutely. More brown drinks. More brown drinks. It is the winter. Brown is in. Brown is the way forward. Mix up a cocktail. Tag us in any of the pictures of you enjoying your cocktails, wherever you're drinking this weekend or for the rest of the month. We love to see your pictures. If you haven't already, please do consider coming and joining us on Patreon. It is the start of the month. A great time to join Patreon because you get access to our full back catalogue and all of the special content coming to you for the winter months thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are trying to kill you Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.